0: This is To The Point. A Rhino Experience. Fully one of the top home services marketing and operations podcasts. Cutting through the bullshit and getting to
1: the point.
2: To The Point listeners, it's a good day for a good day in the podcast studio. I am your host, Cristiano, of To The Point Home Services, along with the magic man on the mic with the super fluffy hair. And no, he's not been smoking weed. His eyes are just red from allergies. Mr. Tall Paul, what's up, brother?
0: I'm not comfortable with that introduction. I was going to give you the call out on having fluffy hair because you're always calling me out on it. But um, no, I and I appreciate the drug reference in the opening. That's a little inappropriate.
2: Well, I'm just saying like you don't seem to have a you're good not. answer for the uh, I
0: have have terrible allergies and I've had them my whole entire life. And a couple years ago, shout out to the HVAC world. I had, um, pure air systems, right. Installed in my house and my allergies with right. allergy shots were so, my allergies were doing so well. We actually bought a puppy. So I have a hypoallergenic puppy, but man, last three weeks allergies have been bad. I mean, our guest just asked if, uh, if I was stoned and no, the answer is no, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I know. But I am excited. Today's a little uh little different in the studio. Got a little different thing going on. We've got some guests. Hey. I'm can sorry. I stop you Did for you want your show back?
2: No, I just like you talking to the microphone like you've done it before cuz it's cut now.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. So, you told me not to touch it because it fell off a couple minutes ago. De-
2: oh, wow. he just Paul comes in the studio and just messes things up. We're grateful to have you in though. Yeah. I know it doesn't sound like it, they but per- we really are. They
0: prefer me 2000 miles away, but that's okay.
2: So a uh, quick shout out to Brad and Christine in the uh, office, or in the studio today, Campbell. Yes, six
0: feet apart. So
2: easy. Oh yeah, we're all six feet
1: apart. Responsible.
0: Campbell Comfort Systems is like the trifecta. They are a podcast listener first. They're a Lennox dealer who we work with on a national level. And we do some plumbing and drain work for them. And man, we help them build their website and do some lead gen stuff. So here, I'll, for those who are watching, I'll let you kind of see them there. So
1: there
2: they there are. Grateful you guys would
0: come out, so <laughs> thank you.
2: There they are. Well, hey, uh, thank y'all for coming in. That's pretty awesome. Glad you can be here and watch me and Nancy whoop up on Paul because it's going to be. A it
0: kind of feels like that it's already. Be a doozy. I don't. And this it just happens. It just I just show up and this is what they do.
2: Mm, whatever. Okay, so let's get to our guest because Fancy Nancy is be- slowly becoming one of my favorite people.
0: Okay, tell
1: me hey,
2: more. I know. Hold it. Slowly, slowly. Yeah. Because you know, COVID listen, like we were, we've had some time in between if, yeah. you know, fancy Nancy, I've never, I, I never called you that until this time, but that's the comfort level I have. And if I called it, my wife in the twice. banana, she'd be pissed at me. Yeah. And it's like not even that funny. It's just like scarred from it. You know, so. my,
1: my actual, my kindergarten teacher called me Nancy. She called me fancy nanner banana.
2: That's wow. really lame
1: like nanner banana
0: that mashed up really really well i couldn't imagine (laughs) if someone called me something that described me and also rhymed with my first name all the time (laughs) since i was four i know that would be really weird
1: yeah
2: well cry baby um listen we have the owner of yellow dog creative one of my favorite one of the best in the business in video production for the trades she's like an og in this stuff too and they crush it and so we've actually attempted to do this before and uh We had some shoddy internet.
0: I thought it was a great interview. You were quiet for 45 minutes. It's like a dream. It was fun.
1: It was
2: fun. Yeah. This is why we're redoing it because Paul attempted to run it. And as you can imagine, it tanked. It was early. It's horrible. So kidding.
1: That is untrue. That is very untrue.
2: Well, prove it. But But you know what? It's your
1: show, Chris. You say whatever you want.
2: Prove
0: it. It was a meaningful conversation and it... You know, you and I only got to experience it. And if a tree falls in the woods and no one hears it, whatever. So I thought it was great.
1: Thank you, Paul.
2: Okay. Hey, so listen, um, what an interesting year last year was. um, But I also think it was very great for businesses like ours. Um, So for those who might be listening for the first time, the CEO of a company called Rhino Strategic Solutions, which is a digital marketing company for the trade since what, Paul?
0: 2008?
2: 2008. He said that with confidence. (laughs) So last year was one of those years, like this little pandemic thing happened and exposed a couple things. One that uh, you wish you you better be glad you're a part of an essential business because there's a lot of people who are afraid of losing their jobs, but not any of our rhinos. Um, But also it, you know, you had to pivot and try new things too. So if you never got into video for whatever reason, or you've never like listened to the fact that Google bought YouTube and there's value in that, um, you might've had to pivot and do some things you've not done before. And, uh, we had a lot of customers that utilize video very successfully, I might add, but Nancy's got like a plethora of, uh, of things that she's done with amazing customers throughout the country and even into Canada. Right, Nancy, since uh, you got that all the time. So anyway, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. So excited, new haircut, new year, new you, Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. or is it just
2: really new year, same you, different do? Oh, Oh
1: oh, thank you, Kyle,
0: Kyle, can we start over?
2: I have
1: fallen into the over 50 thing that everyone over 50, you become, you have to get your haircut short. It's like a thing. It's like a club. I I don't know.
2: I don't get it yet because I'm not there yet. Yeah, that's okay. You will.
1: I mean, it's just a, it's a girl. It's a girl.
2: Got it. Well. It looks badass. So, Thanks. listen. Thanks. Let's get into it now. You are currently are you, you're in Marquette?
1: I am. Mm-hmm. I am in Marquette, Michigan, in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and it was negative three on my drive to work. Into Yupi? Into In The
2: oh in in up. 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 Got it. Yeah. Okay, so I was holding up a mitt, right? Because that's how you describe no, Michigan. No,
1: that is uh, that's actually. Inaccurate. That's the lower peninsula is the mitten. I'm looking up here. Oh,
2: shit. Whatever.
1: And I'm way the hell up here on the top of the top.
0: How close? How much closer are you to Canada than Detroit?
1: Well, I am three hours from Canada, from Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. And I am eight and a half hours from Detroit.
0: I used to go there as a kid. I'm from Detroit originally.
2: Used to hang out with Eminem, Marshall Mathers. It's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Good story though. Yeah. yeah. Cool story, bro. Cool story.
1: So, yeah, I'm way closer to Canada, and I'm way closer to Wisconsin than I am to the Detroit area.
2: You know what you're really close to?
1: Cool people that work in... Being a Doug badass
2: in video production for the trades. Hey, so let's get into this real quick, yeah. too, okay? I want you okay. to explain to our listeners, uh, you know, why... One, You're the reason I brought you on here is because I say you're a badass. I believe it. You have some really great customers, a lot of great, I mean, you've done a lot of great things with video, this whole thing that you've built out and not a lot of people still understand the value of it and just how valuable it really is, but also ways that you can actually use it. And I think part of it is a misunderstanding on people think that maybe this is an expense, like you're shooting commercials for TV. Like I just don't, think there's some confusion around what it is, how to do it. Do I have to do it? I'm not a professional. What's the cost? Like there's all these unknowns. And so by golly, we're going to get that squared away today, tall Paul. Is that all right with you? That is
0: all right with me. That is
2: what we're going to do. That was a tall Paul term if I ever heard one, right? think hey, how mm-hmm.
1: Get Dance? your visine out. We're going to rip the Band-Aid off. <laughs> we're going to talk about everything. Video production.
2: We're going to rip the Band-Aid off, Paul. Get your visine out. Rip the Vizine, Band-Aid Paul. off.
0: Did you get that? Uh-huh. I'm on Benadryl. It's taking me a while to get it. <laughs> all right.
2: That's so, all right. Nancy, let's do this. So, one, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate you. And um, let's go ahead and open up with our letting our listeners know when you come out for a fight, you're going to fight your opponent. I don't know who it is. And you've got your gloves on.
1: Okay.
2: All right. You're ready to go kick some ass. You walk out of that tunnel. What's your theme song?
1: Probably, probably... I will survive.
2: Okay. I,
1: like I would say I will survive by Gloria. What the hell's her name? Oh, you know what the other one is? like I love the good. You're not even going to know what the hell this is. Harper Valley PTA. Of course. One of my, Listen. I freaking love the Harper Valley PTA song.
2: Unfamiliar. Harper Valley PTA. Was that it?
1: Yeah. It's about being badass women. I think it's more really of a. Both of those are.
2: I think it's more of a. Uh, so, ah, I forget what it is. Gainer, Gloria Gainer. That's who. It Gloria is. Gainer. you, producer
1: correct. Kyle. I
2: can, producer Kyle looked that up. Um okay. okay, well, that's okay. Listen, to each their own. You know yeah. what? You know what? Paul would walk out to. Ooh, I,
0: don't I don't know, know. Chris. What?
2: Karma, 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 chameleon. Yep, that's what he walk out to. Okay, so let's do this. Let everybody know. Um, Really, how'd you even get into it? Because if you're like me, I know you are, I didn't get into internet marketing to be into the trick, get into the trades like HVAC plumbing, electrical stuff. Isn't like the most sexy industry, believe it or not, disagree, not the most sexy industry until it was deemed essential business. Then it was sexy as a motherfucker. Oh my gosh, Chris, Nancy, let's get it. Let us know how you got into the trades and then kind of what, um, you know, what, What where the company is today, like all that kind of stuff.
1: Okay. So, um, I guess the, the quick, the quick story, right? I was a general manager and a marketing manager for a plumbing, heating, cooling company here in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Oh, wow! Shit's happening on my Easy. screen. Easy.
2: Right Turn the chat Ooh. off, Slack.
1: There we go. And uh, yeah, that's exactly what it was. And I was doing this whole marketing thing for this plumbing, heating, cooling company. Uh, Tom Swick was the owner of the company, Swick Home Services. He had this vision to, to do things differently. This was before people would throw around the word branding and storytelling and, and words like that. And uh, he had this vision to create this awesome commercial and he, he did that. And uh, we won some awards for that commercial and what happened very organically, uh, other companies started calling me and asking if I could provide them with the uh, publishing or the production company that made that spot. And there wasn't any, you know, it was, we, we had a subcontracted videographer, we picked out the, our own music. And uh, so then eventually after three years of, of telling people there isn't a, a company, uh, I, a gentleman from the East coast called me and asked if uh, he, I could share the information. I said, there isn't any information. And he said, well, can I hire you to come out here and do, to, to shoot that for me? And I said, sure. And lied through my teeth and said, yes, my yes, way. BS yes, my I way through yes. it, right? Fake it, you can make it. Fake and uh, we went out there, lost our ass, didn't make any money on the deal. But I was still the GM. I that wasn't like even a thing, yeah. you know? It wasn't even something that was on my radar that I was gonna uh, end up owning a video production house. So, um, at the end of three, four years, I had about seven companies I was helping. And uh, how were they the meeting
0: other- you? Sorry to interrupt. Like, how were they finding out about you're in the upper? pencil Most Got of it. these people yeah. were next star. So Always
1: the awards up. that I won. We're at a, that that Swick one. We're on at the at a Next Star Super meeting. Got it. And they showed them up on the stage. They viewed them. They yeah. showed them up there. They just said, so, "Hey, you, know, you have five hundred people in a room watching this commercial, and then all of a sudden, people find out, and they would just reach out." Um, and so then, uh, Tom Swick, who is the owner, like I said, of Swick Home Services, uh, is in the process of selling Swick. At that point, I knew the new owner wasn't going to want his GM and marketing person running this little side gig. So I had to decide whether I was going to let the marketing thing go or whether I was going to step down and and kind of run with it. And that's what I did and uh, started at my kitchen table with seven companies and one employee. And uh, now uh, we've worked with well over 200 uh, plumbing, heating, cooling companies across North America. There's 15 of us here at Yellow Dog Creative. We were known as Swick Home Services for many, many years. And then it just didn't make sense, you know, because it was based on the whole prior life, you know? Um, and so two years ago we, uh, renamed and rebranded and relaunched as Yellow Dog Creative. And that's, that's what we're doing.
2: Love it. Yeah. So I forgot about the Nextar connection. Yeah, Um, comes up a lot. Yeah, it does. So, yeah.
1: And we also are very involved with, uh, Nextar, but also Service Nation Alliance, Mm -hmm. uh, Women in the Trades. So I think it's really, you know, important to kind of give back and do breakout sessions and, you know, kind of, I always say that I haven't done really a minute of marketing of of yellow dog, but, but really, I guess when you do things like this and do podcast, it is a form of marketing, right? I mean, it's just getting your name out there and being helpful in the trades and yeah, helping out.
0: It's organic. So what were the, like, what were the elements of the, you know, either the campaign you did or the commercial you did, the video that like made it worthy to be shared at the super meeting?
1: You know, it was, like I said, it was before uh, people used people didn't throw around the word branding and brand yourself and create a brand. It was always just your name and a a logo. No. And you know, plumbers didn't advertise on TV back when we did this, this was, you know, we're talking like 15, 17 years ago Uh, and no one wrapped vans. It was right at the cusp of all of that. So what we were doing was really out there. Right. And then on top of it, We weren't making a stupid dancing toilet commercial or, you know, poop jokes. We actually made a beautiful, beautifully choreographed uh, spot with beautiful music. There was no voiceover. And it just basically showed the process from waking up in the morning and the sun rising, all the stuff that goes into their day before they ever go to their first call of the day. It just kind of told their story. And it told the story of Swick in a way that was just very respectably done and um, not disrespectful. And I, it was just super well, well received. And Swick Home Services kind of went crazy after that. They ended up be you know owning about 43% of the market share wow. up here in the Upper Peninsula. And the only thing that was different was that he was advertising on television. And it was just this mind-blowing idea to think of plumbers putting something on TV, you know, and... Um, and, and building on the, you have to tell your story because people don't know there's your story. You might think you have the greatest company in the world. You may think you're the most trustworthy and the most competent and the best customer service, but no one, no one knows that, you know, and and it's your job as the owner of a plumbing, heating, cooling company to tell your story. And that's basically the foundation that yellow dog creative was, was founded on.
2: There's not a lot of, um, I guess, in, in comparison, there's not a lot of companies that really still haven't onboarded that. Um, what I, Here's what I love about making your business personal is it also makes you vulnerable. And I think there's a connection in vulnerability that's made that's not the same, you know, same stuff as everybody's doing. Like, remember the old the promo on, like, your wife is hot? Yep. Yeah. Or that whole thing, like, that whole stuff is, is, like, it's done. It's played out. And if you're listening yeah. to it and you're using that... I apologize, but I don't believe in it. I think it's kind of over, but I like um, authenticity. I mean, I preach authenticity. I don't think, yeah, I think you can share your values respectfully and open up and be personal. And I think it actually makes you more connectable, you know, uh, easier to connect with as a business because so many don't do it.
1: Yeah. But if you're like, and a lot of people think you have to have this big production, right? You have to spend tens of thousands of dollars And that's really not true. Now, there's, there's, as you know, there's a big wide range of people in the industry. Some people are, you know, one man in a truck all the way up to, you know, we work with a company that has 250 technicians and everything in between that isn't for everybody. And I just want people to not be afraid to pick up your iPhone and do a, you know, talk, talk to your customers. You know, you don't have to hire yellow dog creative to do this huge elaborate campaign. Sure, it's awesome if you can afford to do that. But if you can't, that doesn't mean you're out of the game. There's a lot of things that you can do that are super low cost that doesn't involve a production company, you know?
2: Yeah. What are you going to say
0: Well, I was just going to ask, I'm sure business owners come to you because they want, and I'm using air quotes, um, you know, they want videos, they want commercials, they want assets they can use. And then you probably have to sit down with them and come up with a story. And oftentimes they don't know their story, right? They're like, well, I mean, we're family owned. We've been around. My dad did like... Do you have to help them craft their story? And what are some of those stories that you've helped tell through video?
1: Yeah, you know, we, we do when we actually go, we work with companies two ways. We either can shoot here locally for people who don't have it in the budget to have the team come there and do it, what we call an on-site visit. Mm -hmm. So if we shoot here in our studio where we have a warehouse and we have everyone's uniforms here so I can hire, you know, talent and, uh, and, and kind of shoot locally, um, but the stories that we love are, you know, the family 100 years in, in the industry, 100 years in business, or people that can show us these, these cool pictures of a horse in a, a buggy, you know, with the name painted on the side that has evolved now. Um, lots of great stories, lots of women coming into the trades, For which sure. I love, lots of daughters uh, taking over, which again, 20 years ago, wasn't very common seeing a lot more of that i love hearing those stories um there's just a lot of badass uh service trades people out there that have a lot of really great stories to tell and we're honored to be able to tell their story you know
2: All of this was smartac.com. You've got to check it out now.
0: Share with me the video you did about, um, it was was directed toward not recruiting technicians, but the message was to their wives or significant others. Do you remember that video?
1: Yeah. So uh, one of the things, almost every single one of the companies we work with are running some sort of a recruitment campaign, right? Because as we all know, that is uh, the number one challenge right now. Uh, for the trades there, you know, there's a couple ways you're going to get these guys. You're either going to take them from somebody else or you're going to grow your own. And so we have probably 200 recruiting videos in our showcase, everything from five second ones for digital, all the way up to 60, 70 seconds for websites. But we, I am a firm believer that it isn't just the guy that you're trying to get right. As just as the decision makers in home purchases, Uh, The wife also, in most cases, and I'm going to say wife only because uh, the majority are males and Mm -hmm. most of the majority still is married to females, right? So I'm going to just say the spouse maybe is the one that wags the tail, okay? Mm -hmm. So if, if you portray yourself as a company that's respectful of family time, respectful of the fact that you pay well, and you take care of your people, and you wanna make sure that your technicians make it to soccer games and make it to horseback riding lessons and make it to the Christmas party at school. If you f- tell that story, the wife now does all the hard work for you, right? She's gonna be like, you should probably try and check out you know, ABC down the road because where you're working doesn't give a rat's ass whether you don't get home until nine o'clock every night where this company is very much focused on family. So we run a lot of those campaigns that are really geared towards the other partner uh, in, in trying to persuade them to to sort of, because not all technicians are, you know, want to just go, go out there and, and jump around. It's mm-hmm. like every other field, right? People get comfortable yeah. and you kind of get into a routine and you don't, know, but it's the wife a lot of times or the spouse that will push them a little bit and that was, that's been a super successful campaign.
0: Yeah, and telling that story of, you know, they're going to be home by 5.30 or whatever that time is. Like, those are the things that matter. So when I, when Chris yeah. and I were, um, years ago, kind of just talking about the idea of working with one another, the first real step in the process was me bringing him home to meet my wife, Corey. She had to do the sniff test. So he passed. Yeah. Here I am. Uh, she,
1: and he passed. That's weird, but okay. <laughs> sniff Wait, test. Him.
0: You know, Wait. Sadie, the dog.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, I thought. I got it. Yeah, you know I'm what I was talking about. For a minute,
0: Chris is
2: uncomfortable. Um, I was trying to understand where you're going with that, but you know what? Sometimes it's better just to walk mm-hmm. away, Chris. Yeah. yeah, just
0: walk away. I yeah. mean, you couldn't
2: come up with a better analogy than, than that. Sniff test. Sadie, Sniff. the dog. Gettle. I understand what you're saying. It was just, uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're just not. We're not really jiving today, but it's okay. <laughs> it's actually just you, Chris. I've um, asked three questions in a row, so I'm going to shut up. now. I know.
2: Hey, so. One, I'm a huge fan of recruitment videos because I do think it it is important to – because if you go to ND, there's like 50,000 options to be a technician on there with similar pay, and everybody might throw a bigger sign-on bonus than the other. But you really got to do something to make yourself uh, stand out. And I think – I believe creating those videos and showing – featuring like your staff and what means something to them beyond just the pay – like the things you're sharing is a huge success and we've used them before here and they always have been successful yet still yeah. most overall still don't do it. Don't do it. So
1: I know I, uh, know I will say the people that come and work with yellow dog, they already kind of get it. I mean, that's why yeah. they're, they're reaching. So if we could reach the people who aren't working with us to encourage them to do that. And it's as easy as honestly riding along with selling your texts and talking to them. Yeah. What's your favorite part of, uh, of working here? You know, and the thing. Oh, do you see that sun? Uh, <laughs> this, is, this only happens like once uh, a month in the UP, so I'm going to just take a moment. That's
0: amazing. We can take a break if we need. We're in the <laughs> oh, valley yeah. of the sun right now. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah, yeah. but you know sun. what? I always say to people that um, you're glowing. People <laughs> in the area, people in, I am glowing. People in your community are going to form an opinion of your company. Absolutely. Whether you're involved in that opinion yep. or whether you're not. So yep. you may as well put it out there, right? You been, may as well infuse the community with what you believe is true about your company uh, because no one knows it like you do and no one loves it like you do. And and uh, putting stuff out there is, I think, the best way in, in form of video is the best way to show that. And just so y'all know, everyone offers fully stocked vans. Everyone (laughs) offers benefits. Everyone offers competitive salary. No one gives a shit. No one gives a shit about that. Someone's not going to jump from A to B because of that. It's got to be something different. And it's got to be about the culture. And, you know, trying to educate people that you're the company of choice in an area. Once you get people to, to realize that you're the company of choice in your area, recruitment efforts just improved a hundredfold. They just got so much easier when you're the cool kid and that's where everyone wants to work. So, so true. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: So let's do this because I, I, you, I'm, and thank you for mentioning you, do, you know, this has got to be more than just these big companies because you can do plenty on your own before you get to, you know, reaching out to you, you know, to use your services for some big production, because there are plenty of things sure. you can do. We preach those things for sure. So, but I want to talk about this for a second, because I want our listeners to know um, if you could, name drop a few to give them an idea of some of the, uh, some of the customers you guys have worked with just for credibility's sake. Sure. Um, and then I'm going to, cause I've got a plan. So if you could, if you don't mind doing that, then I'm going to segue.
1: Yeah. So um, gosh, I'll start over on the, I'll start over on the uh, West coast. We have uh, works plumbing. We have uh, the eco plumbers. We have mainstream, we have magic Valley, in Idaho. Uh, we have Applewood in Denver, uh, blue sky. We, um, uh, Rodenheiser out in Boston. Um, yeah. John Manna, great guy. Right. Um, gosh, DJ Ostrom in Roanoke. We have Ace solves it all down in Florida. Um, love uh, it. I love it. Yeah. Does that does that kind of give you a yeah, yeah a no, Apollo uh, Apollo home in uh, Ohio, Ohio? Even though they're Ohio State fans, I'm sorry. Oh, oh
2: god.
1: We love Jamie though. So Jamie Gertzen, right? He's the best. He's at Apollo in Ohio, and we don't hold it against him that he is an Ohio person.
2: It's okay. We Purdue, love him. It's okay. I saw Purdue beat him uh, last week. Week before.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's always good to see Ohio fall. Uh, of course. <laughs>
0: And by the way, calling it Ohio instead of Ohio State is the ultimate insult. So you guys are right on course. No, I'm
1: sorry. It's the Ohio State. (laughs) Just just say the Ohio.
0: It's called Ohio. We don't even say the... yeah.
1: Go blue.
2: Oh, God. You just derailed us.
0: No, that's okay. That's okay. (laughs) Okay. What are some of the more successful campaigns that these... What's the before and after for some of your clients? What's it look like? What's the process like?
1: Well, I will tell you that uh, we ran as far as recruitment, we, we ran a, uh, recruit nurturing campaign for a gentleman on the East coast and his first week, he actually had six qualified, uh, technicians, sweet. which um, I mean, that's like unheard of. I haven't talked to him to find out how, I know he was planning on interviewing all six. I don't know how many yet he actually hired, but he, you know, was floored. That's a, a big thing. Um, Back in the beginning, like I mentioned, we really focused on branding. That was our main game, right? That's really what got us to the dance. That's really what we focused on. But as a natural progression, just as we grew and people needed more stuff, the call to actions had to be there. There is a time for call to action, you know, when you just need your damn phone to ring and you just need water heater calls or whatever. And so uh, call to action, I will tell you, buy one, get ones. People freaking love that. Those buy one, get ones campaigns are really good or add-on campaigns where you'll add on um, indoor air quality uh, into your HVAC systems. Um, Also, I would say the Freebuary is a really big campaign. A lot of our partners run Freebuary Mm -hmm. Freebuary. where they do the free AC unit with a, a heating unit, which is kind of another buy one, get one, but it's just has a fancier name, I guess. Um, but I would say between the recruitment and those call to actions are probably the most, um, the most popular, I guess, or the most successful where you can actually gauge success. Branding is really hard to gauge, right? All you know is your phone is ringing more, but you really can't tie it to a lot if you're doing a huge branding campaign. Um And you can't really use tracking numbers because no one sits on their couch and jots down a number because it's not, you know, on the back of their TV guide because it's not 1980 anymore, you know. So um, that it's a little tough as far as ROI with with branding. Um, But I am a firm believer in branding campaigns because, believe it or not, we really aren't in a call to action industry. Uh, We no one wakes up and just decides today's a great day to replace my water heater. The only time that's going to happen, right? Is if they wake up and they have water all over their floor, they're yeah, no yeah. yeah. water. So you have to actively be running a branding campaign. So when they do wake up and their water heater took a shit that you're the first company they think of, or they have no AC. Um, so I personally recommend that people run a three tiered uh, campaign. Uh, they should always be running something branding, something call to action, depending on what calls they need and a recruitment. A third, a third, a third. If you do not need calls and all you need are guys, dump the call to action and double up on your recruit. If you need calls or you need, uh, you need, yeah, you need calls, you don't need guys, then you turn off the recruit and then you run uh, two call to actions and one branding. So it's kind of a every month. And just so everyone knows, there's no reason why anyone you work with cannot change out your creative within 48 hours. So if they tell you they can't, they're lying to you and they just don't want to do the work. So find someone who will do that work for you because that's bullshit if they're telling you that.
0: So um, may yeah. I for a second, sorry, Chris is giving me the look. How hard is it then with your business, is it to, you know, influence contractors to commit a part of their budget toward branding and toward recruiting when everybody wants phone calls now, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Is that a big, big issue?
1: You know what? really not I think by time they get to us that we've been vetted you know that yeah. we've had so many conversations and we are very honest you have to give us 90 days you can't jump on the bus on Thursday and expect you know to have 13 qualified texts in your door on a, on Monday or you know your your phone ringing off the hook it's a 90-day churn. you really have to commit to that but I will say that people who commit and do it properly there is you know, there's a proper way. If, if you're, if your spots on TV are on at two in the morning during paternity court and you don't quite understand why it's not working, well, you need to look at where it's being placed. (sighs) Right. So if you're doing it properly and you have good creative after 90 days, you should have increased to the point where that's going to be one of the best checks you write every month. Yep.
0: And you've got to stick with it.
1: Got to stick with it. It, It's got, you got to stick with it. Yeah.
2: Consistency. So you talk about the, um, lack of being able to track. So I want to bring something up because um, below this Here super we go. handsome exterior is an analytical nerd. Okay. Yeah. I like numbers. Yeah. So when you, so we like to use video because in the digital marketing world um, from an SEO perspective, there's value in using that. So there's ranking factors there. by loading videos into YouTube and then connecting them into the websites. So, you can track that there's those analytics you can track. Um, you can put, I like putting a video on a site cause then you can tell by um, conversion rates and things. So there are things that you can use them for, but when Absolutely. you, but when you talk about like, Hey, you got to give us 90 days, you know, of doing this stuff, where are you pushing that out to? Is it like email marketing campaigns? Is this like, like, well, I, and I'm just asking. So that way it's yeah. super clear for the listeners.
1: It's a really, it's a multifaceted campaign, right? So we, Always encourage people to have video on their website just to organically improve their SEO, right? 100%. So, and what we we like cohesive campaigns. I love for recruitment, for example, I love digital marketing. I love geo targeting competitors and geo targeting supply houses, trade schools, large construction sites. Sure. Uh, So, we, we like to kind of cover that on television. You know what, if you're doing TV, uh, you're going to want to be on news, morning news, evening news, and sporting events are really my big three. Um, If you have extra money and there's a special event like the Olympics or the Super Bowl or the World Series, those are especially if you have a local team in, that's always good places to put your money. Um, I'm not a big fan of rotators on television. I'll tell you, I want to – I may I may pay more for my spot, but I know exactly what eyeballs uh, are going to see my my spot. Um, and there's there's people out there that place media right. And and we have Daniel here; he's our marketing strategist. He has the software that can tell me exactly in the Roanoke market where women 35 to 64 are watching between six and eight at night. Like we that's that's part of the research that we have to do. Placing your own media is not a great idea because it's a huge expense and there, and you got to do it right. Yep. So I would suggest working with a, a media buyer uh, strategy kind of person, but uh, broadcast TV, cable TV, and uh, digital marketing, uh, social media campaigns I think are great. Uh, YouTube is always a, a win, pre-roll, uh, mid-roll, post-roll, not so much post-roll, but you know, whatever. we can throw that in there just to sound cool. <laughs> and... Uh, but other than that, just putting it everywhere. And a lot of companies, um, this is a new one. I actually just found this out yesterday. There is an, a, a company uh, based in Texas that will, will create production, but they actually, you have to pay different amounts depending on where you want to use it, mm-hmm. right? So if you want to use it on TV, you pay this much. If you want to use it on uh, social media, you pay this much. Or websites, this much. And I'm like, hell no. Like I, I if, if, if we make a video, I want you to put it everywhere. I want you to put it on 70. I want you to put it on your mom's Facebook page. I don't care, you know? So that's making sure that it's kind of across the board and everything is tied is really a a great campaign thought process to be, to buy into.
2: I got a quick question for you. This actually (laughs) is a, Kyle.
0: Producer Kyle is handing us a whiteboard with notes scribbled on it. Let's just be fully transparent here, Kyle. What uh, what do you want to ask us?
2: So, yeah, Kyle, he's not on the microphone, so I'll ask it on his behalf. And he's red. You want to come over here, Kyle. You want to ask? He's red in the. Face. You can lean over my shoulder here. It's okay, Kyle. Be on the microphone. So he wants to know um, Vimeo versus YouTube. Like, what's your thoughts on Vimeo versus using YouTube? Do you use both? Do You pick one. Like, what's the deal?
1: Okay, so- I know
2: Kyle's stance.
1: Thanks, Producer Kyle, for that outstanding question. It's a good question. Um,
2: you can just wave high. There you
1: go. Give him the love. Give him uh, the boy. Taylor Swift love. Um, so I would say that people who you absolutely 100% need to be on YouTube. You need to have a YouTube channel. You need to send everything back to your YouTube channel. That, that Because Google, you know, they're best friends. They're walking down the street holding hands. Their analytics are, are tied to each other. Oh, they're married. So- They're married. They're married or at least in a committed relationship. Kissing cousins. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to go to that. You make it weird. You're familiar? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sniffer. See, first he throws sniffing and now he's talking about kissing cousins. But regardless, you got to do YouTube. I think Vimeo, now, Vimeo from a professional platform, that's how, that's what we use to Uh get our videos. So I don't think a lot of people, I might be wrong, but I don't think a lot of people know much about Vimeo like they do YouTube. I think that's kind of a, still a professional flat.
2: I think that's very fair. Kyle is a Vimeo fan. Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. I'm huge Vimeo. I'm all about Vimeo, but I think I'm part of the exception. I don't think I'm part of the norm. (laughs) I would, I'm not not the rule. That's for damn sure.
0: So, so when people think video, I'm thinking contractors, the first thing they think of is expensive, complicated, complex, but compared to 10 years ago, for the same production effort, you get so much more and so many more places to share it, am I right?
1: Yeah, and the thing is, is if you do it right, if you do it properly, there is absolutely no reason why that uh, creative piece shouldn't be usable for 10 plus years. Right. So unless you change your brand and your name, if you do that, then yeah, you got to start over. (laughs) But I remember back at Swick Home Services when I was wearing the GM hat, I was getting gas one day in my swick home services jacket and someone said oh my gosh i just saw that new commercial and i'm like new commercial and in my head i'm like new commercial new commercial whoa, whoa, whoa and what new commercial you know and i said oh thank you and i said which one which one are you referring to and he actually talked about that spirit of swick that i mentioned with the beautiful music oh. it was at that point it was seven years old wow but you know what if it is done properly there is no shelf life. There really isn't on, on quality production. So if you're looking to spend 900 or a thousand dollars on a 30 second commercial, if it's done right, that's a great investment because you wish you should be able to use that for seven to 10 years. Yeah.
0: Yep. We plan to publish this podcast probably five years from now because I don't think anything will have changed by then. I
1: think People that's, that's still a fantastic need to hear it. idea. I think um, it's a great idea.
0: So I know you dropped some names earlier, but who has done it the best? Who has made the commitment and really told a good story over time and has leveraged the assets to really make them successful through the whole country?
1: Man, oh, that's that's, gr- that's a great question. I would say the two that come to mind are Rodenheiser in Boston and the Eco Plumbers.
0: Okay, yep, I we'll think have they have
1: done a fantastic job staying staying the course just going through it and and not being afraid to do something different with the idea that it might not work they're okay with that you know amen Um, yeah and you you gotta try and and sometimes you're gonna fail you know we we have creative meetings here with the entire team once a week because you know we have about four thousand commercials in our uh vimeo vault Mm -hmm. um and because we don't work with competitors, a lot of times if I have a company in Utah that wants a spot and they like one that Rodenheiser in Boston did, for example, I can mimic that spot, right? Because I don't work with competitors, so it's, so it's all, all good. Yeah. But sometimes people come to us and they want something different. Like they want a new idea and, and we love that. We love that idea. But sometimes they suck. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they are bad. And we've invested, you know, four days of shooting and all yeah. uh, staged houses and talent. And but you know what? We we learn something every single time. And you know, we're not afraid to to do it. And sometimes the ones that are the most uh, the biggest hits, I never su- suspected it. Yeah, weirdest thing. Yeah.
0: Now you said you don't work with competitors. What's that look like? Do you break it up by market exclusivity?
1: Yeah, so uh, you know the Nielsen family years and years ago broke up the United States into uh, what they we're called DMAs, DMAs designated yeah. market areas, right? For out there, the people out there listening that don't know that it's like 210 of 210, them in yeah. the whole, in the United States, and so we use that kind of as our invisible fence a little bit. Of course, in in small markets like Racine, Wisconsin, for example, or Madison, you know, we work with a a company. Now, granted, when I get somewhere like LA or Washington DC or Chicago, like the top 10 DMAs largest, I do expand out, but I make sure that no one can do broadcast TV and their service areas don't overlap. Uh, As long as I keep them off broadcast, which to be honest, people in those huge DMAs can't afford it anyways. I mean, it's like, you know, Eight thousand dollars a second. Okay, that just—that's over. I totally <laughs> over category, right. You know what
0: I mean? Fact check, so that,
1: as long as I keep <laughs> them in their own little invisible pods and and don't overlap them, um, and I'm very—you know—you got to make sure. You know, I have I have my people. They're they're my yeah. partners, and, and I go and I ask them, is it okay if we work with X Y Z? And if they're like, no, they're assholes. And I'm like, okay, we're not working with them because they're assholes. You know? Yeah. And that's okay. You know what? That's okay because I don't want to work with assholes. So it's fine. Of course not.
2: Why'd you look at me though? You never miss them.
1: (laughs) You you (laughs) You looked right at me. Rude. No.
2: So I want to ask a quick question. Um, And this is for, and you kind of alluded on this earlier, but I want to, for listeners to know that it it is, it is a lot of work when you got to do the full production. There's a lot of work goes into, I know it because we've had to do it before and we've been a part of it. And um, when you hire a company, like Yellow Dog Creative, uh, the production schedule is done for you. You, you. you essentially kind of become the talent at some point in time, um, air quotes, yeah. and you kind of get told what to do, and everybody's uncomfortable. They're not used to talking on video, and you get I mean, you get used to it after a while. But there's like a plan in place for you. So Correct. And that comes at an expense because it's quality of service. It's worth it. Um, but if you right. can't get there yet, like let's say you're a newer business, you stepped out as a tech, you're starting to do your own thing, Uh, cash flow is king. You got to be aware of it. You know, you got to do videos. You know, you got to do some form of marketing. You got to be out there doing door hangers, whatever it is, like low cost things that can generate straight up leads. There are things that you can do. And Nancy started to talk about it with like using your phone. The biggest problem that we see is everybody overthinks it. Like you record 50 things. It's like when you take a selfie, like Paul takes selfies. I am not a selfie taker. That is a lie. He takes them nonstop.
0: Find a selfie of me on the internet. Any of you. (laughs)
2: Uh, okay. I'm challenge. But, you know, you ha- you take it, like somebody might take them, like my daughter would take what, 50 of them before she feels like the right one is the right one. Yeah. And like, I can't tell the difference. Um, when you shoot videos, um, you don't have to like shoot the long video. There's actually a lot. It's actually pretty easy to edit the video on your cell phone. Like it's pretty damn easy. Um, very easy and it does not have to i don't think anybody's expecting full-on production if you're going to make a social media post like a video is completely okay and we Mm -hmm. for sure promote those things um but you've got these tools to use and if you hear nothing else from this um, to shoot videos that are meaningful like don't fake it i feel like if you fake it on video it comes out like you're trying too hard Um, But if you're genuine, you genuinely care about whatever it is that you're doing, whether it be electrical, plumbing, HVAC, roofing, pest control, whatever it is, and whatever service you're trying to offer, if you are genuine and you shoot video with your phone and you post it, it will be just fine. Is there a selfie?
0: Kyle found a selfie of me. Kyle found a selfie.
1: And you know, another thing that I will tell you, I mean, a lot of people have a lot of things... (laughs) And reason to be very pissy about Corona, right? It's been it's horrible, and and it. it, But if it's given us one thing, it's given us the permission for this.
2: Absolutely, yep,
1: absolutely. Expect people expect this right now. Talking on their phone, right? So that's okay. And set up a go buy a GoPro at Best Buy for freaking a hundred bucks, and set it up and and just let it sit there on a tripod while your guys are doing an install. And, and speed that thing up and oh, put yeah. it in a, I mean, people are fascinated by that. There is no, and here's the deal. If it's horrible, guess what? It's gone tomorrow. No <laughs> one gives a crap after it's been on for, I mean, it, that's, we're very disposable. Things are, they come put them on your story in 24 yeah. hours. No one will ever find it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And people but watch
0: mundane things on the internet, right? So why wouldn't you watch, you know, uh, a video of someone ripping out an old boiler and putting a new boiler in like, yeah. stuff, ASMR stuff? People. Watch people hey, Nancy? chew Doritos. Yeah. I don't want to go here, Chris. I can see where you're going with this. <laughs> Nancy? I, so I just want to say, I said there's no selfies of me on the internet. Chris okay, found
1: one. You. Okay, thank you, Chris. Chris. Found you found one already, did you?
0: He yep. did. That was the day I had <laughs> nose surgery. Thank you very much. It's still
2: crooked. Don't worry listeners we'll post that picture when this episode. Also goes. related
0: to my allergies. I'm glad that came up today. That was part of my multi-generational plan to be able to breathe That's again. You know
1: you really went to great efforts to justify the red eyes. I did. You know the the the, the selfie picture the That's dog That's what makes you th-
2: the, question, it, right? He's like what goes so over the top that you may... It's almost yeah. like when somebody's trying to lie. Like have you ever watched First 48 or like, you know, Oh, okay, I love edition? those. And they're saying, giving so many facts that you're like, okay, that's too much stuff. You Now you, we uh, think you're guilty because liars will overstate like little details to make you think that they
0: well, really didn't do it. Here's a detail. I'm the president of RAD. What's RAD, Chris? <laughs> that's rhinos against doing, doing
1: drugs, drugs. So that's you right. know it's not me. <laughs> so Thank you. <laughs> It's not him. The Visine is completely legit.
2: Thank you. Uh, Ryan, was every, I forgot about that. That's yeah. pretty rad. good. He I is, started
0: my own kind of group. He is could you only,
1: get t-shirts made with that? Because I would wear one of those.
0: I can. Yep, we'll send you one. <laughs> i that. Chelsea, Consider Chelsea's it done. brand manager. She heard it.
2: Consider it done. She's on the swag mission. <laughs> so, a swag. Rad. Let's, I want to wrap up with this. We're for about 45 minutes in, Nancy. But I do want to get to, remember last time, um, I was unaware of even what cost is on production for some of this stuff. Um, sure. And then once you t- were telling me, it actually wasn't what I thought. Um, so okay. you had uh, mentioned, like we asked you about pricing models. Like, what is it? What is it? Somebody's like, hey, Nancy. Uh, yeah. Like, what does it look like to retain you guys for your services? Like, what's the commitment, price points, things like that. Will you share some of that with the listeners just so they have an sure, idea? Sure,
1: absolutely. Yeah. So, um we talked first about the whole on-site visit, that three-day thing you had talked about. You're absolutely right. That is completely planned down to the 15-minute increment. We've been doing this at this point for so many years. Our I, our hope is to come in there, have everything scheduled. So dispatch knows and call center knows, and we're, we're making the least amount of impact on your business because at the end of the day, you're still running a business. So that, that cost is $13,000 for the three-day on-site for us to come there. Got it. Compared to if if we do a one day local shoot here in our studio where we have a warehouse and the equipment and a couple stage houses using hired talent, that's three thousand dollars. That provides me with B roll. That's that's the footage, right? Of uh, but a, a technician sitting at a kitchen table going over options at, at, at a stage house in Michigan looks the exact same thing as it does in uh, California. It doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, we can kind of fool the eye. I will tell you the three-day onsite visit, the $13,000 is not in everyone's budget. And we get that. That's why we have the other option. Um, but that's always everyone's goal to get there because that's where the best stuff is. That's where your vans are. That's where your community is. That's where your landmarks and your customers, I can't capture your culture here in in our studio. I can do a damn good job of doing a whole lot of other stuff, but I can't capture your culture. Um, like I mentioned, we do work with a restricted number of people, so the very first question uh, I ask is, where are you from? At that point, uh, the the fee to be a Yellow Dog partner is based on the DMA you sit in, uh, and it's based on size anywhere from $1,200 a year to $4,000 a year, uh, depending on population and TV homes in your DMA. So, uh, and if you're in a big one and it's shared, then we split that fee by how many partners are in that, like New York City, for example. Got
2: it. I got a question for you. So, yeah. one, one thing that, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to brag on, the, on Rhino for a second. One thing that we've gotten good at doing over the 13 years of doing this is being proactive on offerings. Like when we notice trends that are happening with some other customers in other locations, we'll, we will bring them to our customers and say, hey, in this market, this particular call to action is doing well. Um, that's what we believe is part of being an actual partner versus just a vendor. Do you guys have, like, do you guys have a same methodology where if you're like, you're going to come to them with suggestions because sometimes they're gonna be like, I don't know what the hell to do. Okay. I'll do a recruiting video, but do you come to your customers or your clients with suggestions as well?
1: Yeah. So about once a month I send out what's called the yellow couch and that basically it can be anything, anything from, Hey, here's a sample new customer letter, send these out after people, I use you for the first time with a $10 gift card to use you again, you know, or or a great uh, creative idea, a great new commercial that someone came up with. Part of being a Yellow Dog partner, right, gives you insight into 150 other companies across North America that is in the same exact industry as you. And if something's working great, I'm going to make sure that I'm sending that out because A, it's going to help you and B, I'm going to sell more commercials. It's kind of a win-win, right? Sure. Uh, So I do send out this monthly marketing email blast newsletter called The Yellow Couch. I also send out emails whenever anyone has any sort of feedback. Like we had a guy out on the East Coast. His name is Abe. Abe from All, uh, All Tech. He partnered with a bunch of restaurants in his town and he installed indoor air quality systems in exchange for having the restaurants place uh, table tents that say, enjoy the fresh air brought to you by all tech services uh, and a, and a beautiful window that our graphic design team here created. That's like a cling that is double-sided that goes on the front door of the restaurant. So that was a great idea. And I'm yeah. like, Oh my gosh, let's freaking send that out to everybody. So we did a quick two minute little thing like this again, no lights, no special audio because it doesn't have to be fancy. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I sent that out to everybody and then several of the partners ended up doing that same thing. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of being part of a family, if you will. And I often will get an email saying, hey, Nancy, I'm thinking about working with whatever, a new merchant credit card company. Can you ask at your the partners who they're using? And so I send out an email and then I just kind of send send out what I find out from that. And it is a really nice uh, community of non-competitors that you can kind of bounce ideas off of.
2: I love it. And that's what's helpful about you being um, not oversaturating in a DMA is you don't have to worry about the crossover of creative. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's not going to benefit anybody, right? All yeah. I'm going to have are two pissed off partners. Exactly. It just, it, is, it isn't going to behoove anyone to do that. So uh, I would rather stay the course and, and protect my partners. And, and, uh, but with that being said, you know, I have about 75 open DMAs out there. So
2: there you um, go. Plug. Um, Plug, bam, racket. Plug. <laughs>
1: <So>
0: <laughs> left field question, if I may. Yeah. So a lot of contractors like to use co-op dollars how do you feel about co-branding and video and does it get a little sticky? What are your thoughts there?
1: You know what? It's part of the game, right? We work with all of the major, uh, dealers and we know what their co-op, uh, restrictions and regulations and requirements are. We have logins to all of their websites so we can access the, what they need, like carrier, you know, it has their thing that needs yep, to be. Yep. And we just try to make the commercial. So for example, if someone's doing a carrier commercial, And it needs to be on the screen for four minutes or four seconds. We'll actually make a 26 second commercial. And then we'll just create a whole separate tag. That'll just be the end. So it doesn't, we don't try to force it to fit. You know, we make the commercial and then we'll just make an end screen with the carrier logo and say the carrier tagline. And uh, it it happens all the time. It's part of the game. And I'll I'll tell you what, if if you're not talking to your distributors about van wraps and paying for them and, and you're, you're missing out on some cash. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: That it. That's it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'll take it a step further. I mean, would you say that the impact is neutral, positive, negative? Is co-branding important other than the financial?
1: The only ben. the only thing that's beneficial about co-branding first, I, 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 I truly believe, and I am not kidding. Oh, I I lie. I was going to say, I don't even know what, what brand I have in my basement, but I Mm -hmm. do. I I do have a well McLean, but I bet you 90% of homeowners do not know which brand, nor do they care. Uh, You know, they just expect if you get a new furnace and new AC unit, they expect it to work.
2: I 100%
1: agree. Yeah. So I don't think it matters. I think if they see that on the end, I don't even think the consumer really gets it. Mm -hmm. I think it's a win. It's just a win for the company to kind of defray some of that cost. I do it all day long. And
0: the scarier fact, because that what you just said is very true. The scarier fact is that there's data that suggests and supports that consumers who have purchased equipment over the last two years, one, don't know the brand of it, but two, can't remember who installed it. And that is what should keep you up at night. Like, yeah, that's if you're the,
1: not stickering the shit out of every piece of equipment you put in a home, you are you are losing revenue yeah. and, and just branding final. year round. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Everything. Every single thing that you put in a house has so many stickers on it. It's not even funny. And to go a step further, when that house sells, who do you think a new homeowner is going to call? Right. I mean, they're they're, they don't know. A lot of times these people at their first home, uh, they're going to call whoever stickers on it because they think they have to. Yeah. So, you know, this is
2: where this is where the arguments made for um, when you have your equipment is doing the self branded. Why am I drawing a blank on the damn name of it? Your, oh, private okay. label. Thank you. Shit. Yeah, yeah. private label. Um, I'm a fan of it because you're right. People don't really know. Honestly, what they're doing because they're buying the sales guy. But here, yeah. let me ask a quick question. I I'm just thinking about this. We'll argue yeah. um, So I used to be, I mean, early on, whenever QR codes first came out, I remember kind of being a fan of, of that, thinking this is going to be cool. And then it really faded and went away quickly. But I'm a fan of it again. Do you know why? Because think about it. Every damn restaurant you go to has got the QR code. I just want a damn menu handed to me. Yep. Okay. Just hand me an old menu. I'll worry about wiping it off if I have to. I just want a menu. But here's where I'm getting at. You eat off the kids' menu anyway. I do. Yeah, chicken nuggets, like chicken fingers and fries. (laughs) What do you need a menu for? Uh, Right. So Butter butter noodles all day long. But Oh, gosh. So here's where I'm going with that is – um, have you had anybody use like, so they'll put their, their sticker on the unit that's got a QR code because it's so easy to scan a QR code now and it's so normal to cute that whenever it pulls up, it pulls up a video.
1: Yeah, so, you know, Apple, Apple really helped us all out in that department, right? Now you just, sure have, to sh- you just have to put your camera up yep. to it and it automatically, before you had to have the QR reader yep. and it was just a pain,
2: pain in the ass. And the yeah,
1: And so Apple made this great and, and I have seen it coming back. As a matter of fact, that Abe, that I mentioned with the new, with the restaurant tents, he put a QR code on there because people are sitting there at the restaurant. Okay, maybe not today, but they normally will be sitting at a table again. We are here. And he did include QR codes. And uh, secondary to that, Paul Bunyan and Blue Ox up in Minneapolis, uh, they put QR codes on their uh, equipment stickers that brought them not just to the site, but you could also, I believe if I don't, I, I believe that they had, um, the manual to oh, the yeah. equipment was QR coded, which is a great idea. Uh, another company has put QR codes on their business cards on the back to a landing page that has $50 off, uh, that forces people to go to your website, right? Drives, drives people to your website. Yep. So yeah, uh, you, we are seeing a little bit of a research with that, which I think is great. Me too. Great.
2: I'm a fan. I can see that being like super viable because it's so easy to scan a QR code now that if, you're, yeah. if you if you were able to scan it but it actually pull up a quick 15 second video that's just explaining it's another sales pitch sales sure. edge sales by education not sales pitch but yeah. I'm a fan of it. So hey, let's do this because it's so we're about an hour into this thing. Is yes, Nancy, if you wouldn't mind um, just share like the best way to get in touch with you, but also if somebody wants to just go and kind of take a look at your work that you've done, whether it be the website, a social a, of one of your Vimeo account, whatever it is, will you just share what that is? So that way the listeners can go and take a peek at some things you've done. If they yeah, want to do that. First?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. The easiest way to get a hold of myself or any of the uh, yellow dog creative team is to go to the website, which is yellowdogcreative.com. Yellow um And we are on the, on the homepage. If you scroll down, you'll see a bunch of pictures. If you, if you hover over the picture, if you hover over my picture, it'll flip and all the contact information will be there. My cell phone number is there for a reason. Uh, I want people to reach out. We are not in a Monday through Friday, um, industry, you know, uh, small business owners often, uh, need to do stuff on the weekends and the evenings. And that's why that's there. I promise you, if I'm busy, I won't answer my phone, but I will call you back. Uh, One of my favorite things to do truly is to work with companies that aren't our partners, also small guys that are trying to uh, get off the ground. It does not cost you one penny to call me and say, hey, I just want to pick your brain for an hour. Love it. I swear to you, I am the least, this isn't a sales thing, but I love, I am passionate about the trades and I really, truly want to help people. So if you want me to help you set up or figure out what GoPro to buy, or just, you know what? It, just reach out. Honestly, I'm, I'm here to help the trades and uh, I, I love what I do and I'm, I'm
2: willing to help. So. Awesome. hundred yep. percent. That's totally genuine listeners. I've gotten to know her. That's exactly who she is. And I, that's why I brought you on here. Yep. I appreciate that. Love and
0: your energy. So much fun. It's
2: pretty, yeah, it's, it's uh, not just a haircut. I mean, it's just, that's just <laughs> a sign of how badass I think you are. <laughs> so listen, well, thanks thank for sharing all the information. Um, obviously listeners take advantage um, to at least gain the knowledge it's not going away. Like video isn't going like it's a thing and we got to pay attention to it. And you should use it more, especially because it's so underutilized now by your competitors. Like the vast majority still aren't using it. Use that as an advantage. Um, It's not, you can't look at it short-sighted as like, Oh, this costs me X up front. You got to look at the, look and understand the long-term investment of using, utilizing video for conversion Mm -hmm. rates, for SEO purposes, for your email marketing, for whatever. So I encourage you to use it. So Nancy, appreciate you coming on and uh for the second time <laughs> right
1: no problem nailed
2: it it was just as fun the second time. It totally. was. Okay. I, I appreciate that. So, hey, Paul, we'll we do one last thing before we. Uh, yeah.
0: Let's wrap this up with really the reason we do this. And that's to really, you know, give our listeners something that they can apply to their business and help them grow. I mean, we've got Brad Campbell sitting here who flew from New Jersey, who's in the studio today, who one of the greatest compliments he gave us early in uh, in knowing one another was just how much value the podcast was bringing. Um, so thank you, Brad, for doing that. I um, also want to share a review. This is from Nakasala. I'm pronouncing that correctly. She gives a five-star review that says best HVAC and home services podcast, exclamation point, very informative podcast for all things in the HVAC and greater home services industry. Thank you, Chris and Paul for sharing key insights with us and ways to help companies grow their businesses. Love the wealth of knowledge and the amazing lineup of weekly guests. Keep on charging forward. Awesome. Thank you so much. That is why we do what we do. No sponsors. This is not, um, this is done for for our listeners. So thank you all for for what you do and leave us a review.
2: For the trades. Uh, Until next time, we'll see you.